Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the What Podcast. I'm Tara. And I'm Cassidy. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a great and fun-filled show coming up for you. And we are joined by Janelle Moore, writer whose work has appeared on Golden State of Mind, Cat Scratch Fever, Panther's Wire, and B-Ball Index, and Friend of the Pod. Welcome back. And we are also joined by... Sasha Shawl, and I don't know if I said that right, I realize now, um, who is a podcast producer for The Athletic, including From the Rose Garden. Welcome to the show, you two. Wow. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, this is your first time on the show, and we always start with an icebreaker. So uh, today, uh, the th- it's kind of on theme, and well, the theme of quarantine that we've all been in i'm wondering has anybody made any quarantine impulse purchases and if so what did you buy who sasha would you like to go first since you're the the newest newest uh member of the program today yeah i'll go first um yeah i bought a (laughs) i already have a cast like a 10 inch cast iron skillet and i got one of those uh, Dutch oven. I got a Dutch oven like a couple months ago. Um, but I decided that I need a cast iron combo cooker, which is just a skillet with a Dutch oven on top of it. And they like, fit together. It's really cool. But I also have both of those things already. <laughs> but I just decided I wanted them. And so they interlock <laughs> and fit together. But it's really cool. I'm excited. Awesome. That must weigh like... 75 pounds it is. <laughs> it's extremely heavy um but it is beautiful i just got it today i'm so excited <laughs> nice well we'll come we'll come down to come down to your place for like what's what's your cast iron specialty that you like to make there's so many possibilities i will i cook everything in the cast iron um but i was thinking maybe trying to get like a little pizza thing going um that's that sounds like a fun thing to try to do right now mm-hmm. yeah how about you janelle any impulse purchases well um food was was the impulse because <laughs> you know I, I i was aware of what the virus you know was doing and, and what was going on but it really hit home for me when i saw empty um empty shelves you know and i was going to uh, a supermarket called ingles 
And at Ingles, that's where we usually get the best of meat. I, I get my red meat from Ingles. And I wanted hamburger one Sunday. I couldn't find a hamburger in the store. I went to Walmart, couldn't find a hamburger. So I'm like, wow, this is really real. Let me get some food. Let me get some food just in case. And, you know, I wasn't panicked. I mean, before that, I wasn't panic buying. And when I saw other people panic buying with food and everything else, I started to panic buy and freak out. I got whatever steak that was left, um, chicken legs, whatever. Whatever that was left, I, I was getting it because, you know. You got a freezer full of meat now? Yeah. Well, I have a freeze. My freezer's small anyway, but I'm I'm not hurting for meat, and, and I, I thank God for that. Well, so Sasha's got the cast iron. Janelle's got the meat. Cassidy, how about you? Um, I I don't know why or how, but in my mind, I was like, I'm I work in coffee, and so not being at the cafe and having my time to kind of just enjoy my coffee, I was like. How can I make my coffee experience at home perfect without spending a lot of money on an espresso machine, which wasn't going to happen? So I bought a lot of Stroopwafel <gasps> to put on my coffee in the morning. So I have like an excessive, I did not realize that I was buying so many, um, but I have like two cases of Stroopwafel. And then a case of one striped chai flavored Stroopwafel. So my life was just a giant Stroopwafel factory. And it's, I'm not complaining. Um, but now we just have like a station at our coffee station where you can just like grab one. So. Cake for seals off the coast. Cake for seals off the coast of Cape Peninsula. Oh. South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I bought an so Apple <laughs> So you have two case, two three cases of stroop waffles. Mm-hmm. I would I would call that yeah. an impulse purchase. I am impressed, and um, I I love it. Um, that's so like luxury, yeah. Like that's like that's really fun. That's just a thing that adds some yeah. brightness to your day. Honestly, I think that's yeah. A I'm not mad purchase. about it. Um, I probably should have bought like regular groceries, but. Mm. It's a balance in life. So the first few weeks of quarantine, I pretty much drank coffee and ate stroop waffle. Not complaining. Well, my impulse purchase, um, I'm lucky enough that my husband works at a grocery store. So food is something that I have pretty good access to. Um, But should this thing go on a long time, like I don't know what like the general food like what's going to happen if it goes on for months and months and like how much food is actually going to, you know, end up in the grocery stores after months and all. So I decided this would be a time to start gardening again. So just today we had two yards of dirt dumped in our front yard, which let me tell you is a lot of dirt, a lot more dirt than I thought it was going to be. So we spent the entire day shoveling dirt. And so that was that was my impulse purchase. I also, right at the beginning, bought myself nice 
sweats because everybody was talking so much about how they were wearing sweats all the time. And I was like, I don't really have any nice sweats. So I bought nice sweats, but I think that the two yards of dirt is probably the biggest impulse thing that I've done. So I'm like not a big online shopper. And I have to say, I've made a lot more online purchases. <laughs> it's gotten a lot easier than it used to be. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for indulging us. Before we get into our the you know the the main part of our uh, uh, our task today, Sasha, I just wanted to get to know you a little bit because this is the first time on your podcast. So, can you tell us like like what uh, your sort of your relationship with basketball and how you got interested in sports? Yeah, um, I wasn't really that interested in sports until college. Um, we watched my mom like always had tennis on, so I was like super into tennis as like a in elementary school and high school. And then when I went to college, I uh this is like so soppy, but I like met my boyfriend and he was a huge Lakers fan. And I'm from St. Louis, so we don't have a team. Um there was like I had never basketball wasn't like a thing really when I was growing up. We don't really care about that. It was more baseball. So he was a Lakers fan from OC and I started watching when uh <laughs> started watching the year after Kobe retired actually. So it was like the first first year without Kobe. It's like Jordan Clarkson, Moz God, the Moz God. Um, you know, uh who yeah, Larry Nance Jr., legend, Larry Legend, we like to call him. Um and then Brandon Ingram, Zubots, like those are my boys. Like Brandon Ingram and Zubots were drafted the year that I became a fan, so it was like those are my boys, and I love those two. Both of them are gone. One of them return, I'm okay with. Other one return, not okay with. Mike Muscala for Zubots is we got robbed, and that's actually a mistake. But uh, I can deal with Anthony Davis. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'll take Anthony Davis, but I do miss Ingram. So that was basically like what happened. I just started watching and I like immediately was like, oh, I love this. And I fell in love with it um, watching like maybe the worst possible version of the game that you can watch. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I was like, OK, I, I, I guess I really like this. And I, I didn't have any frame of reference, really. Um, but I found it very fun. And I also loved I think I also love that all of them were really young, like all the players were really young. So I could really identify with them and um feel like connected to them and then I got connected with the game and now I like we even though we're an old team now I still really I'm I obviously I'm very jazzed about what has happened and and I'm actually really sad about the fact that this playoffs didn't happen as it should have because that's something I don't have in common with Lakers fans is like the winning and like the championships <laughs> And I was really hoping to be able to I to to be able to like have that connection with people with other Lakers fans. We will. Well, all is not lost no, because we, we have a, here. we have an important task today. Um, with the season suspended, we need to figure out who would win the championship if the if 
if there's not going to be a championship, how are they going to declare a champion? And so Cassidy and I had this idea that we will figure out a champion and declare one, at least in our own hearts. Um, but we needed to bring in for some help for that. So uh, we brought in the two of you to keep us honest because otherwise, obviously, it would just be the Blazers. Um, but so what we're going to do today is we have a, a bracket that we've put together with the way the standings are right now. And we're going to go through it and we're going to decide who wins the championship. But instead of debating it about like the actual game, because like everybody's out there like picking every single like pick and roll that happened all season apart we're going to take it a little bit different direction and we're going to determine who wins the nba championship based on at least one criteria that being the mascots and then if we get through that round we're going to move on and we're going to do uniforms and then we're going to go on move on to cool factor and then finally basketball depending on who we end up with so i hope everybody wants to come along this journey with us um and we're glad that we have you two with us because you represent some different teams and can help us you know stay honest um and yeah, so does anybody have any questions about how this is going to work or any like thoughts in general about our first round, which is the round of mascots before we get started? I don't think there's anyone out there listening who thinks that a Lakers fan is going to keep you guys honest, but <laughs> I'll do my best. If I can. I mean, now that we know that you weren't a Lakers fan through, you know, 2001, I think we're more okay with it. Um, so, I mean, past 2001, it's like, it's less painful in Rip City. Uh, it has the uh, opposite effect with Lakers fans, with uh, fellow Lakers fans, right? You're like not a real fan unless you, you watched all that. So, but anyway. Well, Janelle is a Golden State fan, although we're trying our best to turn her into a Blazer fan. We're that's our that's our secret goal is that we're going to bring her over um into the Blazers. So, well, let's go ahead and get this bracket started. Let's not put it off any longer. Uh the fun fabulosity NBA bracket that we are looking at today, our first matchup is between Bongo of the Bucks and Moondog of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the way this is going to work is you three. Bango. Bango. Oh, Bango. I'm so sorry. Butts Bango. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've already messed it up. Okay. How this is going to go is you three are going to decide, and then I'm just going to keep us time so we don't spend too much time talking on us. So between Bango and Moondog, who's the best mascot? Bango, when it's not even close. Bango. Bango. Wow. Sir Cece is is a Cavaliers mascot, and I like him better than Moondog, but he is incredibly creepy, and I do think Bango wins. Yeah. I mean, Bango was the 2010 mascot of the year, (laughs) uh, voted as the first most awesome mascot by Cartoon Network, featured in the original documentary series on Hulu called Behind the Mask. I mean, Bango... I mean, just a winner. His personality wow. just jumps out at you. I, I see his Insta, his Instagram from time to time, and he's mm. just fun. He's just a fun <laughs> mascot. That's important. I did see. I, I watched this incredible stunt that he did, where he climbed up like like a, a huge ladder. I mean, I've never seen anything. It was just free too. It was just like standing on the court, and then they put like a little mat, like one of those thick mats at the base, and he did a backflip off the top, and it was crazy. 
that won me over 100 percent. that was <laughs> that was incredible i would recommend you look that up well like i guess any number one seed versus what is this 15 seed <laughs> that was like a sweep that was a clean yeah. sweep mm-hmm. so bango from the bucks moves on over moondog of the cavaliers next up the raptors the Raptor versus Harry the Hawk of the Atlanta Hawks. That's a tough one because Harry the Hawk has has a a nice, uh, fun personality, just Dancing. like Bango. You know that uh, Bango and Harry the Hawk hang out with each other. 100%. Oh yeah, 100%. Harry the Hawk, Bango, um, Pierre the Pelican. They they all mm. think they hang out with each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it, uh, I think fun. Benny's there too. I yeah. think Benny's Benny's. I think yeah. Benny the Bull is tagging along. Benny the Bull. Too. Benny the Bull. I think. He's I there. think. I think even Clutch and even the the Blazers mascot. They all mm. hang out with each other. Yeah. How, how do how do uh, mascot clicks form? Do you suppose? <laughs> I think that's what's really interesting. That's what yeah. I've wondered when whenever I would go to the Bengals page because. It's always the same mascots that he's with. It's Bango, uh, Pierre the Pelican, even Hugo the Hornet was in there. I mean, I see I see uh, it's the Sixers mascot. How do they? How do they get in the oh. same room? When does that I, happen? All Star. Um, All Star. Oh, okay. All Star. Oh, maybe some mascot well, summits. There is the NBA. <laughs> uh, there is the NBA mascot award ceremony every year. <laughs> Where different categories are awarded, including best skit, best per stunt. Uh, I think there's a dunk competition. There are other categories as well. There's not very much public information about this, but if anyone has any more info, send it my way. This is my new expertise. Guys, we um, could all be hosting that in a year or two, maybe after all this is over. Oh my gosh, these are my dreams. I was telling Tara before this that the only way that I would ever go to law school, and my, my dad is always bugging me about it, is if I could only become a lawyer for mascots. It's the only way it's ever going to happen. I actually, like, in my research, I did see a lot of, like, pretty harrowing articles about mascot treatment um, people that it was very much like so-and-so's time as yeah. expose on so-and-so's time. And so that swayed me. In some some of these, it really swayed me because there was a couple that really... You know, this matchup is tough for me. I think they're both excellent ma- uh, mascots. I think the Raptors' social media account is excellent. Um, but Harry the Hawk has experienced two really gruesome uh, <laughs> groin injuries <laughs> while performing. <laughs> and I think that that level of sacrifice for your um, your team just needs to be awarded. So I didn't think I was going to say this going into this, but I think my vote is for Harry the Hawk. I'm going to go Harry, too, because he's a banging dancer. Yeah, I'll go with Harry, too. He He does dance well. So we have got we've got three votes for Harry the Hawk. What about I mean, does the Raptor do all his stuff with tiny arms? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you you three are the experts. I didn't do nearly as much research, but he's I just really wanted slick. to. I, I mean, I will looking. say he has pretty long arms for a Raptor. Actually, so you think maybe it's then. not very realistic. Yeah, it doesn't really seem fair. Mm. I mean, you can't just be a dinosaur and have it all. Stay true, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
All right. Well, we've got the Hawks, Harry the Hawk, moving on. Next up, Lucky the Leprechaun for the Celtics versus Hooper of the Pistons. I didn't even know who Hooper really is. So, Lucky Leprechaun is. I thought the Celtics had a mascot. It's true. They don't. And for this, I felt like we talked about celebrities, maybe doing celebrities, and the well, Celtics have no cool celebrities. So they I do think- have Lucky. Lucky is their mascot. Well, is he the no little guy on the mascot. logo? But he's not really a mascot. He's, okay. he's just a white dude wearing a leprechaun costume. They got no mascots, I don't think. No. They, they list him as their official mascot, though. They're trying to get him in on the Hall of Fame stuff, and it's not I- happening. I think that that's actually, yeah. I think that's really cringy. That to me is cringing. It's fake. What do we know about Hooper? Um, he is a real mascot and is cooler, <laughs> in my opinion, than any of the famous people who go to Celtics games. <laughs> um, <laughs> Isn't Wahlberg a Celtics fan? It is. It's Wahlberg. Tom Brady. But oh, again, you know. Very we're, divisive. We're still, yeah. Very and also divisive. still. And he's in he's right? in Tampa now or Tampa, mm. whatever you want to call it. Um, I do know that uh, Ho- uh, Hooper was uh, adopted because of his excitement about the Pistons and his refusal to leave the building. <laughs> Wait, what is that that, that is on his official biography. <laughs> That's like his backstory. Mm-hmm. He was oh, too excited about the Pistons. We refused to leave the building, and he was really he was born at that building as his new self on March 3rd of 1996, and he's inspired by the horsepower created by the piston in a car. So he's a horse. He's a horse, yeah. From horsepower, mm-hmm. from a piston, and he didn't want to leave the arena. Correct. And so- Lucky the Leprechaun is a fraud. <laughs> okay so what do we do here <laughs> we are in a pickle <laughs> this is the toughest one and it's just because they both suck so bad um I'm well i think hooper, hooper seems yeah it no, feels going like with hooper yeah janelle are you with hooper yeah okay yeah, hooper. all right okay next we have well, this is going to be another pretty easy one. This We have Bernie from the Heat versus the Knicks who don't have a, uh, a mascot. Spike Lee. Yeah. And I actually chose Spike Lee here. That is cooler than. Bernie is a fireball. Mm-hmm. Um, As in a ball of fire? Yeah. Yes, he is an anthropomorphic ball of fire. Um, he's, he's also kind of a fireball in the legal system. Uh, oh, he has no. three legal cases against him. Um, oh, no way. Like the person, the actual person? No, Bernie. Um, right. oh. The lawsuits were filed against Bernie the Fireball. Um, as a mask. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> Wait, is this backstory um, or did this really happen? No, this is real. Um, Bernie was actually arrested in Puerto Rico for trying to dance with the attorney general's wife during a game. Uh, something happened. She fell and got hurt. The suit ended up ending in a settlement for $50,000 um, from the Miami Heat. Uh, Bernie also has two other cases about assault on fans. I'm going to go with a no on that. Wow. 
so this was like an away game and he it was a did something in Puerto Rico and somebody got hurt. Oh, and man. he was arrested in Puerto Rico and faced 20 years in jail. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, OK, but then the Knicks, they technically don't have a mascot. I want to know. I'm, I'm curious about teams who choose to not have a mascot. Knicks and Lakers are the two teams to never have a mascot. Right. And the Warriors uh, had a mascot called mm-hmm. Thunder. And when the Sonics moved to OKC and renamed themselves the Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, the Warriors had to uh, relinquish that and give that up. Mm-hmm. That doesn't and actually the guy who played, Actually, the guy who played Thunder died. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. It was an excellent play. So what do we do with, with Bernie from the Heat versus the Knicks who don't have one? And like, you know, Spike Lee is, there, is definitely like, he's a fan that has a ton of personality. Like, And he's like a representative, I feel like. And he's like on the floor at games because he's always sitting uh, in the front row. This season, he's not. Yeah, James Dolan. As a Dolan. Yeah, James Dolan uh, made sure he, he was kind of barred from games for, for the season, I believe. Well, he Why didn't bar him. Spike Lee refuses to come now. Oh, it, it, it was something, but... Because of Dolan. Did, uh, right. uh, James did the same oh thing with maybe what uh, Charles Oakley or something. Miss, he's been beefing with Nick's legends. Which makes no sense. So Why would he do that? But okay, y'all, I have an idea. So the thing with Spike Lee was that he refused to come in through the, um, or he always wanted to come in through the employee entrance. He wouldn't come in through the VIP entrance. And I was like, why don't they just hire Spike Lee? So they could hire him. I don't, I'm kind of uncomfortable with the idea of him. Like, but I like him as an ambassador. Let's say hire him as an ambassador. I was about to say, I was about to say the same thing. Exactly. A team ambassador, a good will ambassador. As, as long as he's been coming to Knicks games and he front row seats for years, he's he's almost like Jack Nicholson at at that this rate or or equal because Jack Nicholson used to be at, at the forum back in the day and mm-hmm. you know I don't know um, where he where he's at now as far as you know going to Laker games but oh, he, he used he to be does. a mainstay during showtime. He, I, he's like getting up there in age. Uh, so I don't know that he goes to every game now, uh, but he goes to just about as many as you would think that a man of his age could could make it to, which is pretty impressive. He's who I chose as the Lakers mascot mm. here down the line. So without a, uh, so are we are we going to move on Spike Lee as the ambassador to represent the Knicks, even though they don't have one? Yes. We're vote- Okay. So you all both voting for the Knicks. I would vote for Bernie, but only because in reality, I just wanted to vote for those really cool Miami uniforms in the next round, but it's okay. Oh. <laughs> we can't, can't look ahead like that. Yeah, we, we can't have to look ahead. That's look not at how just works. the matchup we're looking at right now. Okay. So we have. Um, Spike Lee is. The Knicks Lee moving on on the basis of their awesome ambassador, Spike Lee, who we can't wait to see back in the arena. Hopefully they will resolve everything by the time this is all over. Okay, moving on. We've got Boomer of the Pacers versus Benny the Bull. Benny the Bull. Benny. Benny the Bull. Classic and beautiful. Yes. yes. 
Um, yeah, Benny wins this stage, but I will do a shout out to Boomer because he is up to the voting stage for this year's Hall of Fame class. So if you'd cool. like to vote for a Boomer to make him the next Hall of Famer, although he's not my pick this year because the Globetrotter from Harlem Globetrotters is up and I love that globe. So Wait, so there's a mascot Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Yes. And, and there's that's voting every year. Um, okay. He's up to the voting stage. Not my pick for this year, but I think Boomer stands a chance as a Pacers, Panther, whatever that is. <laughs> so but shout out to wins. Boomer. But I think, I think Boomer's a Panther. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a they have a Bowser and Bowser is like the dog and then Boomer is the cat. But I think they're a little bit like college mascot e mm-hmm. personally. That's kind of Indiana's vibe though. I feel like mm-hmm. okay. yeah, the Pacer vibe. That's in, yeah, feel uh, but Benny the Bull is just so cool. Classic. Yeah. All right, Benny the Bull moves on. Next, we have the uh, uh, Franklin the Dog of the 76ers versus Hugo the Hornet. Of Hugo. I'm going the Hugo Hornets. as well. Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, definitely fact, Hugo. Hugo the Hornet was created in 1988, one year before Hurricane Hugo hit. Mm hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. Wow. I also, another Hugo fact less hurricane is about Hugo is one of a few secret characters featured in the video game NBA Jam tournament. Yeah. Yep. So Hugo is one of three or there's Hugo, four mascots. Hugo and uh, the Phoenix Sun Gorilla and I think um, the Sonic's old mascot I think. Benny the Bull I believe. Hugo we'll get to I have them all listed at some point so <laughs> they're here. Um, and Hugo for sure. I'm not sure mm-hmm. about the I, I think that I think the Sonics mascot was too. Sonics, excellent. I love that mascot as much as I hated the Sonics. Um, yeah. It feels like we're moving on the Hornets. But yeah. Janelle, as the as the representative of Carolina, do you have any special uh, uh, Hornet memories that you want to share? Or uh, anything well, we should know about him? What Hugo the Hornet? Yeah. Um. That that was a mascot. I think the Hornets had two for a while. One of them mm-hmm. was like Super Hugo, and and Super Hugo was was just a, just a, a dude, like muscular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he did all the dunks and stuff. And Hugo was just just the B, you know, just you mm-hmm. know. Hmm. And I think the Hornets had two. Yeah. You know, uh, back in the day. It's well, funny. Well, Hugo wasn't out there doing the uh, somersaults and dunks. It was mm-hmm. super Hugo. Mm-hmm. Hard to do with wings, I guess. I would. That's true. Mm. It's originally how Benny the Bull was too. They had Benny the Bull and Double, who is listed as Benny's uncle, and then <laughs> his great great his great grandfather is was the first ever NBA mascot. Still Benny the Bull, but you know his great grandfather. <laughs> And um, when when the horn, well, when we had the Bobcats, there was this cat uh, called Rufus Lynx. Oh, I remember that Rufus Lynx, and I mean, he was alright and everything, but he wasn't Hugo. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess they would have sw- had to switch him over. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, well, that's kind of sad. 
<laughs> no, no, I, I guess I guess no, they just they just uh, kick Rufus to the curb. Well, I when, wonder what he's doing now. He, what he what um Rufus? Yeah. Probably probably at some high school somewhere. Mascot unemployment. I don't know. <laughs> I hope he's doing well. They probably have like a they have they probably have a, you know, I actually, like, in all seriousness, I remember reading an article once about, like, how the people who are the mascots are a very tight community. And those of you who've just done, like, a bunch of research on this could probably confirm this. But I remember hearing one story about one mascot who had cancer. And so the people who played the other mascots took turns coming in. Is, is that how they did mm-hmm. it? Yeah. They oh rotated through to make sure that that mascot was always taken care of uh, through treatment so that there was always like a professional mascot in the costume. Wow. That would like honor that. That's pretty community. Cool. Cool. I'm sure there's like shared trauma there as well. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. That can't be easy. Have any of you ever, I mean, I guess it's probably you're not supposed to ever admit what, is there like a code where like you admit <laughs> if you put on a suit or not? Cassidy's raising her hand. Are yeah. you going to like tell us all? Yeah, I was the mascot like six years in a row for the Oregon robotics tournament. Uh, what to, was it? It different mascots based on different Lego pieces each year. Um, <laughs> I was a shark once that was the most traumatic because the year that I was the shark was the year that the robot had to knock over a shark. And so kids kept trying to knock me over. Um, adults, you know, people forget there's a person in that suit. They do. Hard life or really? mascot. Yeah. And they're just as athletic as uh, the people out there on the court, too. They mm-hmm. have to. Yeah. Plus, you're carrying that suit, and it's so hot in there. I would. Oh, no. yes. No, thank Mm-mm. you. Yeah, and the visibility and everything. Shout out to the people who are mascots. They're they awesome. get so injured, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get, like, crazy injured all the time. Remember mm-hmm. when, was it Betty the Bull who was, like, literally hanging from the ceiling? Just, like, dead weight fully swaying from the ceiling on a mm. was like that i mean it is no. like funny knowing that he's okay but holy moly I <laughs> he just like passed out in a harness and was like fully hanging from the ceiling that was oh i read about that and then that person got fired because they couldn't be the mascot anymore because they had no fear 
Um, yeah. I think it might have been the thunder. <laughs> God, I know so much about mascots now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to the next one. The next one is the Nets, who I also believe don't have one, versus the Wizards. G-Wiz the, is the Wizards mascot. The Nets used to have, we, we I, I sent this to the group, but the Nets used to have the Brooklyn Knight, who is the worst. I think it's probably the worst basketball I've ever seen. And it was created by Marvel. So it's just a corporate concoction. They mm-hmm. wrote a comic about it. It's just this like horrible, horrible thing. Discontinued. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I'm going with G-Wiz. I, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. All yep. right. I'm definitely with G-Wiz, also known as the trickiest mascot in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> favorite is movie is The Wizard of Oz and Kazam. Oh. Anyone oh. wondering? And he wears a size 48 double wide shoe. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Bigfoot, G-Wiz. What, wow. what is he? Is he a wi- what, what do you think he is? Is he a wizard? He's got like a snoot. Is he like one of the... A dragon or something? Yeah, kind of, kind of like we've got a dragon it. coming up there is a dragon um and anyone confused by orders going on right now we gave a bye week in the first round to the latest winner of the mascot of the year so that would have left on the east coast uh stuff the magic dragon and on the west coast um uh rocky the mountain lion so those two are in bye weeks right now Beautiful. Just declare. So yeah, that was our last our last uh section on the eastern side is Puff the Magic or Stuff, sorry, Stuff the Magic Dragon with his bye week, the reigning Eastern Conference mascot of the year. I mean, honestly, that one needs to go all the way through anyway because it has such like just so there's so much going on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. name is excellent. The costume is excellent. There's just a lot going on with stuff. The magic dragon only back to back mascot of the year winner. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And he turns blue during Way the playoffs. stuff. Oh, he turns fun. blue during the playoffs. His fur does. Oh, that's cool. It's like magic. <laughs> okay. We're going to the West now. All right. Now, <laughs> For Sasha and Janelle, we've got oh. the Lakers versus the Warriors. Oh. Either of whom <laughs> have a mascot. So what are we gonna do? Jack Nicholson. How are we gonna resolve versus this? Tech CEOs. And I think I know where we're Jack going. Nicholson versus E40. <laughs> I'm almost inclined to include Thunder because he was such a great mascot. Mm-hmm. And they only had to get rid of it because Oklahoma City stole Seattle. Yeah. Hmm. I think I'm just going to go with Jack Nicholson no matter what because Jack because it's Jack Nicholson. And yeah. I think he literally, like, if we are counting Spike Lee, Jack Nicholson has done, dare I say, more. Dare I say. I don't know. Dare you say it? How, what's your argument there? I, I have. <laughs> I mean, we're just talking like, uh, I just think the longevity is unbelievable. And I also think he has just this like quiet, dignified sort of way about him at games. And he really, he really like represents what it, what it is to be at a Lakers game. And I think that's what a mascot does, like should do. I feel like 
Here's something that's crazy. Um, since the Warriors don't have a mascot, and you know, well, E40, he, he comes to the Warriors games, but not as far as frequent like Jack Nicholson does. I'm saying the diehard Warrior fans, like the ones that's been priced out, of, they, they're still around, and they they epitomize. You know, the energy of a mascot. You know, when, when we were in the Oracle, I mean, and even when the Warriors consistently sucked, they were there. They, they were almost like the Hornets back in the Hornets um, from back in the day as far as attendance go. So I, I was I was kind of thinking about just the, the, those fans, the Royal Oracle. Just as rowdy, you know, I, I was thinking about that because I mean, you know, E40 comes to games and, and all that, but not as frequent as as Jack would. Yeah, I, I think you like made Lakers an excellent argument. Too. I feel like Lakers fans are like also some of the best in the world, and we, I don't know, I it, it's it's the Warriors went through a pretty extended dark time. Hmm. That's true. And it's, and it's still sold out games. Yeah. And then they lost their arena to go across the way to San Francisco. And I have brutal. so much and I have so much to, to say about that. And I'm not even from the Bay Area, but I, I get it because we kind of had the same thing to happen with the original Hornets. And the Charlotte mm-hmm. Coliseum, it, it was rowdy. It was just really lively. And then when the Spectrum Center came, it was mild. And even with the Oracle, when those tech bros came in that don't know a thing about basketball and just wanted to just hang out, it just changed the whole vibe of the arena. It drove the price up. Drove the price up and just just changed the whole vibe of it. The Oracle used to be be loud. When you talk about home field advantage, that's what the Warriors had, but tech bros... And gentrification drove the price up. And that's why, and also, Makeup wanted to move across the bay. That's a whole other show like, about that. Yeah, they moved it to, like, uh, like one of the neighborhoods, too, that's, like, um, they moved it to, like, a neighborhood that's, like, all warehouses um, mm-hmm. that used to be, like, like near a hospital warehouses. or Mission Bay or something like that. Yeah, it's, like, one, it's, like, totally... Uh, they're like turning all the in industry like industrial buildings into lofts. It's like that kind of area. Mm-hmm. So what's, we what's have ironic about San Francisco is the homeless population is just ooh, it's crazy. All right, Wait, so for at? the purposes of this discussion, we've got. Two teams that don't actually have mascots. We've got Jack Nicholson as the ambassador for the Lakers versus the spirit of the original Roracle fans from the Roracle. Yeah. So, Cassidy, you're going to have to cast oh my the deciding gosh, vote this is, here. This is painful. I don't want to vote for either of them. Fans. <laughs> um, I, I just keep going to like blazer games like, those are the two most painful fan bases to have in the right. arena because they are louder than the blazer fans both the warrior fans and the laker fans well they switch jerseys 
Um, it's up to you, Cassidy. You know, God, I hate to vote for the Lakers, but I feel like I just think of Jack Nicholson as not even really a human. I just think of him as a character that like, exa- I mean, he's a human. Not, <laughs> That's the toxicity of Hollywood. And not celebrity. in like, I think of him when I watch him in a game, like definitely just like as a character. As the original Joker. Like, or one of the original. It's like they turn to him and he goes. And then like, that's it. That's all he has to do. Or he just goes. And they abandoned Oracle and I feel so bad about it. Yeah, I got to go with Jack, even though. That was a very compelling argument for for Oracle. I know. But it feels like and we're we're trying we're we're picking a winner for this season. Mm-hmm. And last season was the and last. This is season the season that in I feel like hurts the most for. Rorical. So you know what? Just and like we did like a Adam shout Sandler out, is picking up the mantle, and I think that that's that's going to be great for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we have uh, actual mascots in the next round. Right. Okay. Right. So are we moving on the Lakers? Janelle, I'm going to pour one out for your for the Warriors on that Me one, too. but we're going to move on the Lakers. That was tough. Okay. Um, now we have the Clippers versus the Timberwolves. So that's Chuck the Condor versus Crunch the Wolf. Crunch. I went Crunch as well. Yeah. Chuck was not even embraced by the fan base when he first Chuck showed up. Looks creepy. He looks like, like a like, damn vulture. Like a, yeah. mm-hmm. version of Toucan Sam. Uh, yeah, for okay. anyone wanting to know more about Chuck, I highly recommend the SB Nation uh, article about why he is so creepy. Um, yeah, Crunch the Wolf for sure. Okay, Solid. that was the easy one. That was much easier. Okay, now we come to the next one that has a bye week. So Nuggets, Rocky the Mountain Lion um, is moving on. He has a bye week. He is the reigning Western Conference. He's mascot the reigning of- mascot of the year. Oh, he is the mascot of yeah. the year. Okay, so he looks exactly like Blaze. Like, there's mm-hmm. like a set of mascots that all look like they're built off of the same character. So his performances must have been like super extraordinary because like his looks don't set him apart from like half mm-hmm. of the people in the thing right now. Yeah. Okay, but we're moving on uh, Rocky. So the Nuggets move on. Okay, next up. We have Jazz Bear versus uh, Go the Gorilla from the Suns. Go, go to he, he's he's a legend as far as mascots go. Mm-hmm. He's one of the other ones that's featured on uh, NBA, NBA Jam. Jam. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I said a few minutes. Oh ago. yeah, yeah, you were totally yeah, and that that gorilla has a, a wild Twitter account. I will say. And the TikTok <laughs> is excellent as well. Um, and I also appreciate that the gorilla celebrate, celebrates National No Pants Day, which he called out as the Spurs Coyotes' favorite holiday. He doesn't oh. wear pants. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone's never been on the Suns Gorilla uh, Twitter account. You're missing out, um, I will say. So definitely goes my vote there. So we missed, we lost Sasha for a minute. She had to go do something, but I've got two resounding votes for go the gorilla. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and, oh, here 
come Sasha back. Uh, but it looks like Go the Gorilla is going to move on. The Suns mm-hmm. are going to uh, surprise the Jazz. Which oh, is a that. big surprise you know, the Bla- because Jazz Bear is the only mascot of the year to win three times. Oh, wow. Oh, well. 2006, 2008, and 2018 was the mascot of the year. Introduced in 1994, Jazz Bear's got a wild life. That's oh, for sure. Is, Jazz Bear is the one where Actually, I read the horrible, the horrible yeah. article about mistreatment. Yeah. Um, Jazz Bear is also the one that just had no fear. Yes. The person who was doing that and ended up injured a lot. But mm. Sans Gorilla is a Hall of Famer. So I think, you know, uh, I think he's pretty cool. I think it's actually like, you know, there's a bunch of bears. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of bears out there. There's one gorilla, you know? Yeah. We're going to get give Go the Gorilla the sweep. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we've got Rumble the Bison of the Thunder versus the Coyote of the Spurs. Rumble. Coyote. Oh. Rumble. Oh. This, on, this on one was tough, though. I, I, pick, I pick Rumble because, you know, I, I just think that just his his costume is just so cool. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds shallow, but his his costume is, is, is pretty dope. It is. I think he looks intimidating. freaking cool when he's dunking. Like yeah. he looks amazing mid dunk. That a, I didn't even think about. That's this a is a point. really hard one. Yeah, these are two really very different mascots because you've got they the coyote all, who's hang out with Bango. That's true. You got the coyote who's more slapstick, and you've got Thunder who's just got all that energy. Yeah, he's like um, super macho, rumble. masculine, like like this huge, muscly, you know, bison. Burly and just the hair, just like yeah, yeah covered and, in hair. But then, and it kind of like, feels like a slight homage to the Sasquatch. Mm. Like, oh, I haven't which thought about that. Was the Sonics? And so I think, man, I was really all about the coyote going into this. But I think you have swayed me to vote for Rumble. I'm gonna still I'm gonna stick with Coyote because I just think that his look, the the way that they made his eyes look, is wild. Really cool. I just think it's really crazy they designed it that way. He looks totally coked up. Like he just looks insane. <laughs> like the way that he acts is just crazy. I just think that's that's funny that they did that. So I'm I'm sticking with him. All right. Well, with one vote for the Coyote Rumble, the Bison does move on, but the Coyote did get a vote. Next up, Rockets versus the King. That means Clutch the Bear versus Slamson the Lion. That is is really a tough one. But I think I I might go with Clutch on this one because he has more of a personality. I I remember that James Harden and Chris Paul commercial where – he was dead. Uh, I guess his House of Pain's jump around was uh, on the TV, and um, Clutch had a moment and started <laughs> shooting up items. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV3's house. Oh, that <laughs> one. Because <Yes. laughs> he saw the Blazers on TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. The t shirt cannon. Yeah. Ah, that's a good one. 
Oh, yeah. really good. Oh, that also, is good. So, like, clarify the dangers of the job to me. Yeah. Maybe sitting in the front row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Slam said it's boring. I sorry. It's such yeah. a good name. It is such a good name. With they have released too many origin stories for Slamson. Um, and so it is very con- convoluted on what the actual origin story is on the website. Now it says he was found in a local park hanging out um, before he was brought here from Tanzania uh, from his parents, Slamet and King Slam. Um, so there are multiple origin stories. It just got a little crazy for me. And that Clutch Bear commercial is excellent. Um, and also a Hall of Famer in, in the uh, world of mascots was inducted. But when you think about Slams, uh, Slamson's and his origins, I think it kind of coincides perfectly with the team because Sacramento used to be the Cincinnati Royals. And then they used, then they went to Kansas City and Omaha and became the Kings. And then they moved to Sacramento in 1985. So it's, the, the gift, the mascot, a nomadic vibe. I mean, it it kind of suits them. Oh, I like it. Yeah, and a consistent backstory. So somebody who like can't get his story straight about you know what happened. I don't know. So it sounds like we're leaning towards Clutch, but again, are we? Are there any votes for Slamson? Nah, I'm going Clutch. Although Clutch does look like a mouse. I thought he like was, what? I'm, I'm living the truth that he's. Mouse. I think. All right. So we're we're moving the rockets on. Next up, Mavericks champs the Mavs man versus Pierre the Pelican or King Cake Baby of the Pelican. So there's just a lot going on here in this matchup. Pierre used to look so creepy, so creepy. Oh man! (laughs) When when he when he first came out, he looked creepy. Just downright terrified. But he got a glow up though. I mean, Pierre glowed up, but he did. And the in- and the Instagram story about that glow up is amazing. They did an entire plastic surgery. <laughs> Wait, what? It's truly amazing. Um, the link is in the doc for you, Tara. Uh, but I will <laughs> Wait, send it he to y'all. Used to be a chicken. He used we to just be that- a terrifying pelican because he looked uh, yeah. like a chicken. Yeah, he he was supposed to be a pelican, but he just looked so so creepy. He, yeah, it's it scared the little kids and everything. <laughs> and then their other mascot is the actually most creepy thing I think I've ever seen in my life, which is that scary king cake baby, which haunts my dream for <laughs> sure. Um, it's terrifying. Um. On the basis alone that they have that king cake baby, I like can't vote for them. It's, it's so scary. Like it looks like what was that one horror movie with Daniel Radcliffe in it a few years ago? Where he like goes into the house, it's just like super scary. He, she looks like a toy, or the baby like looks like a toy from that movie. I know some people out there are gonna know. I watched this when I was in high school. I saw the commercial every like five minutes when I was watching TV in high school, and it was scared me every time. That is that baby terrifies me. I know nothing about Champ and Mav Mavs Man in reality. They are the only team with two official mascots. The Pelicans are no the Mavericks. Oh, Champ and Mavs Man are two different. 
Champ is the horse and Mavs Man is the man. Oh. And they're both official mascots and they each have an official mascot page, unlike a lot of these. Like, technically, Scary King Cake Baby is not a mascot, but he's there. And I can't unsee that. So. Why is he even there? That- I don't know. I hate it. Well, Do they just into, bring like- him out during Mardi Gras? Maybe. Like, there's kind of like a spooky element to New Orleans. There always I mean, it's like been. kind of, yeah, a little haunted. But I mean, a mascot that straight up makes children cry I'm not saying at the it, it's sight of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so Pierre you- was just as creepy when he first came out. Okay. I, do we think Champ? Yeah, I don't even care how good they okay. are. Okay, it sounds like the Mavericks baby. are moving on, but what I want to know, so are you saying that Champs and the Mav, Mavs man like work together like as mm-hmm. a duo? They do, oh, That's awesome. They work as a duo. You can hire them separately for your birthday parties and events, or you can hire them together. <laughs> All right, we're moving on the Mavs man. All right, the final one <laughs> is the Grizzlies, the Grizz versus the Trailblazers, Blaze. Walk carefully, folks. As a young pup born in the Oregon Cascades, young Blaze made his way to the Oregon Humane Society, a place where all animals that need to find their correct home find the family of their dreams. And Blaze found the Portland Trailblazers. His weirdness, because he was just a little different from his brothers and sisters, makes him make some quintessential Portland weird. And I must say his 2002 introduction was lovely, but Blaze isn't just a celebrity in Rip City. Blaze is an international celebrity, having appearances at the European Basketball Championships in Lithuania and participating in dunk clinics in South Africa and has spent time in China this past summer. Blaze is not just a Portland hero. He is a world hero. Who wants to argue for Grizz? Okay. Uh, I I don't have a I don't have anything special for Grizz. I don't I don't care much for Grizz. He's not on my he's not on my top ten. I say Blaze because I think it's a tough. Okay, it's a it's a tough uh team to make a mascot for. So we have some other teams that have like very random you know things like Clippers. They did a bad job. They're the Clippers. There's nothing obvious there. They did a bad job. can't say I'm crazy on crack. It is <laughs> horrifying. It looks like a vulture. It's horrible. And then you have, like, you know, the Sixers, Franklin the dog. He's kind of weird looking. Nothing obvious there. Kind of weird looking. I feel like there are teams that don't have anything obvious, didn't do a good job. This is a good job to me. The Trail Cat, that's fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with Blaze. Me too. I will well, say Grizz did right win answer. mascot of the year in 2011. Congrats. Your time is up. Let's nominate Blaze. <laughs> Rise has up, Blaze, Blaze ever won mascot of the year? No, and has never been <gasps> nominated to the voting process. So Rip oh, City, get oh. loud because Blaze needs your help. We need a mascot of the year. Yeah, we do. Well, how, how does one become a Mascot of the year. What's the process? No, I have not researched that process yet, but now that I'm full-blown knees deep in mascot research, that's my next topic. Anybody got mascot questions? Hit me up on Twitter. Where's um, the where's the money in mascots? I don't, I think what, you don't about love. Hmm? what about insurance? 
I mean, they're out here taking all the risks. Yeah, I hope they have good insurance and good health coverage. And I don't feel confident that they do at all. (laughs) Like, I wish the team doctors would take care of them, too. Because they're part of the team. Yeah, I mean, that's a... That's an interesting question because they're probably contract. There's a lot more we need to learn about mascots. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. clearly. Contractors like cheerleaders are. And yeah. that's, that's something worth exploring. I actually yeah. agree with that. I feel like everybody is like scrambling right now to like come up with, I don't know, like all the, I don't know, people like scrambling for content right now and coming up with some silly ideas. But this is actually, a, I feel like this is a real story that nobody even thinks about. This could be a really well, good one. Well, mm-hmm. that, that's, you know, a lot of these adjacent stories, I think, will, is, is what should, should, you know, be out here now. I mean, you know, about, you know, beyond the players, beyond the front office. This is just pretty interesting. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a pretty good idea. And hey, I'm, I'm a free agent. <laughs> you want to do the write up? Oh, that sounds good. Well, Thank so ladies, for it. I ain't got nothing to do, so I just need to outlet. I feel like we have uh, gone for a while on the mascots. I think we should pause and we should regroup to go for the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd love to do is uh wrap it up by kind of talking about how you are staying connected to basketball right now and just hear a little bit about like that before we finish i know that i with the trailblazers have been playing a bunch of old games and i'm wondering if everybody else is um also watching old games because i'm loving it because it was the 90s when i fell in love with the trailblazers and so they've been showing and that was when trailblazers you know were really good they had clyde drexler and they've been showing all these old games and I totally, I mean, I didn't totally miss. I loved Terry Porter's second best to Clyde Drexler, but I did not give Clyde, uh, Tr- Terry Porter enough like attention when I was originally watching. I didn't know enough about the game to realize like how important Terry Porter was, and especially during the playoffs. He's been fantastic. So I've been loving staying connected to the Blazers, even watching these old games that you can like barely see on TV because they're like super not whatever the very opposite of HD is like lowest possible D. Um, so how about you, Janelle? How have you been staying connected uh, to basketball? What's been entertaining you that way? It's been real. And this, this is going to sound quite shallow of me, but what's been entertaining to me was not only the last dance, that whole documentary with the bulls. Cause you know, I, I grew up in real time with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what what I find fascinating about the documentary is that you know just understanding it as an adult, mm-hmm. understanding as for example why Pippen took that contract and yeah. how poor he was. Nobody had realized that, and um, with that with taking that contract and uh, him nearly going bankrupt with bad investments, uh, you know, goes to show you how players you know can benefit from you know what the nba players association provides as far as financial literacy and you know things like that and another thing that's really been keeping me connected to basketball is 
what the players themselves are doing on their Instagram lives. Mm -hmm. For example, Dwayne Wade has this um, this show, I guess, every Friday called um, The Wine Down, mm -hmm. where, where, they, where he sips wine and brings people on and, and talk. Uh, last week, it was Steph and Aisha Curry. This week, it was um, Gordon, you know, the, the guy that he, you know, shafted in the dunk contest. <laughs> That's right, Aaron Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Aaron, uh, right? Yeah. Aaron Gordon, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, did I say Aaron Gordon? Yeah, Aaron Gordon. No, you said Aaron. Okay, good, good. <laughs> just just seeing how, how, they cr how they create their own content. And even with the Currys, they have something called this uh, Home and Hallelujah. You know, it, it really brings forth their faith, their faith in God, and just really just praising and worshiping during these times. Uh, the last time they had uh, Kirk Franklin and Lecrae on there, you know, just 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 seeing how they cre uh, use their platforms, their Instagrams, and how they create content has been entertaining to me. Yeah, me too. It's uh, I love getting those little glimpses behind the scenes, you know, just kind of who they are as people. And there's nothing that I like more than just watching those guys, like, figuring out the technology and doing all the same stuff that because we do every I, I time we get what? started. And another thing is, uh, I like uh, how they interact. Mm -hmm. Like um, when Dame was asking people, oh, "How where you get a haircut from?" <laughs> I, mean, I thought that was hilarious. And you know, the game is going to be the game. The game is going to be there when they get back. It's just good to really get a glimpse of who they are and come to find out they're no different than we are. Like, dang, my hair is a mess right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mine's so long. <laughs> so, And it just, it's like, just got really, really hot here. And my hair is like the longest and thickest and bushiest it's ever been. This is, it's not so, Sasha, how are you staying connected with basketball? Well, it's my job. So, I like every day I go to work and talk about the NBA. So, that is. I, but are people I, starting I, to run out of things to say? Um, no, I mean, the, the cool thing about what we're doing, I mean, basically all sports is that there's just like a pretty much endless well to kind of pull from of just, there's been decades and decades of basketball. We, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where we've talked about it all, especially cause it's obviously still happening or going to continue to happen. But I like Social media obviously is a huge way as well. Kyle Kuzma's Instagram. He has he just got a puppy. It's <laughs> the cutest thing ever. He love he's loving it. He he always has like I love his fashion. So I just love his Instagram because he has great fashion and he has a new puppy and that's really fun. LeBron's Instagram is always Who has a new puppy? Kyle Kuzma. Oh, okay. It's so cute. It's a little, little white short hair because very very sweet oh. and um, tj did too, got a puppy too oh, it's just, just it's really the time right now yeah. um lebron's like i like watching lebron's workout instagrams because he's just freaking ripped and like he just like has the most insane body ever and it's just like so crazy to watch what he can do um and who else um oh 
this is a great find from that I found a, a few weeks ago, but it's really been keeping me like in, you know, the whole circle of things that I like. LeBron's personal chef, Dina Marino, is on Instagram too. And I love her Instagram. And she's always like, sometimes she'll post like LeBron's breakfast. <laughs> I mean, she's not there right now, but she posted like LeBron's granola recipe. And that's <laughs> it's right up my alley. For his Taco Tuesday. She does. She does. She has some. Hmm. She's really funny. She seems like a really good person. Plus, like, I think that her job is probably the coolest job ever. <laughs> so I love, I love like keeping up on Instagram, obviously. And then, you know, it's just every day I go to work. And then people, the well isn't drying up. Like, it's still interesting. And it's honestly even more fun for me at the moment because it just gives us a chance to like talk about, I think, some really interesting ideas and talk to players and, I just uh, we had I know this isn't this isn't Blazers related, but we had Maxi Kleba on the Dallas podcast this week, and he, he told us um, like basically what he's doing during the day today or during the day like in quarantine, and it's like wake up, try to convince himself to work out, um, probably work out, and then learn a new song on the guitar. Right now he's working on Shallow from A Star Is Born. <laughs> And I still like that fact has just carried me through this week. When I learned that I was like, that's the best thing I've heard in maybe like two weeks. But yeah. That's keeping me in, in there. What about you, Cassidy? I've definitely been watching a lot of 30 for 30 documentaries. And I just going through I've watched a lot of documentaries just about a lot of different things at this point, but watching a lot of the 30 for 30s, and then I've discovered a few interesting YouTube channels. Um, related to SB Nation stuff, but there was one that's just about weird sports rules and how they came to be. And it's really, really interesting. And so I've gotten oddly obsessed with watching these. And it's funny because my husband's not a huge sports fan. I kind of dragged him into the sports world um, when we started dating. And he has found these and he's like, we got to watch like five of these. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, calm down. Um, about sports, he does not care about. Um, so it's really, it's definitely a fascinating one. And then they do moments in history. So just finding odd clips about odd random facts that I just wouldn't have tried to seek out had I not had a giant break in basketball. I think. What's the channel called? Um, I think it's, the, it's on SB Nation's oh. channel. And one's called Weird. And I think one's called a moment in time or a moment in history. Okay. But those are both really, they've been an interesting watch for sure. They have um, really good videos. Yeah. I'd love to see more women in their videos. Um, Me too. <laughs> uh, more diversity in their videos for sure. But um, there's been some really interesting ones where I've learned a lot. So that's been a fun, fun deep dive. Janelle, you brought up listening to the players talk together and i love like just eavesdropping on their conversations i'm like so excited that sometimes they decide to post them so we can hear what they're talking about because like you know where we were in the season march like when it disbanded it was the part of the year where it was just like everybody had something to say about something but we didn't really hear from the players because of course they were busy and playing and like the way that as a fan, I know I get caught up in how the season goes and I get really like all caught up in whatever it is the media is feeding me. 
especially by the time, you know, it's March and all the narratives have been established and are like, this player has had a good year. This player has had a bad year. This, you know, and taking a break and actually like I've stopped, like I pretty much these days, I just want to hear like from the players themselves. I just want to listen to conversations between the players themselves. So I've gone back and I've started listening to all the, all the smoke. Um, I, and love, just, I love that pod. I love, yeah. I love Barnes and Stephen Jackson. Yeah. I do it. And, and they, and they get the best out of their subjects. And that's because, um, that they relate to them. Mm-hmm. They have that mm-hmm. rapport, that innate rapport. And that's one thing that reporters, these beat writers can really take note from, you know, having that rapport, having that trust and, and just getting back to basics. And a lot of that's been lost by creating what I like to call NBA fan fiction mm-hmm. with creating all these little narratives and stuff. When the game is so cool, it sells itself. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get me started. <laughs> we'll pause because we're gonna have to come back and we're gonna have to finish this bracket. So we're gonna we'll we'll, we'll talk about that when we get back together again. But for tonight, I want to go ahead and let everybody go because we've kept you for a while. Uh, Sasha and Janelle, thank you so much for joining us tonight for round one of figuring out who is going to win the NBA championships. We will come back next time with round two. This week we did mascots. Next week, we're going to take on the very important topic of uniforms. We're going to pit these teams each other against each other, the teams who moved on. We're going to pit their uniforms against each other. So study up. Hopefully we'll learn as much about uniforms as we did about mascots this week. Um, No. <laughs> Janelle, uh anything that you're working on or you want to share before we go tonight? I like I said, once again, I'm a free agent. You know, I spent three years at SB Nation. Um and I I've been taking this time to look for more opportunities to write. Um, um I'm and I'm thinking about uh creating something new out of this whole uh pandemic. So, you know, who knows? I, I just really have this urge to build my own table. Yeah, that's exciting. Let us know how we can help you because I would love to love to see what's on your table because you've got such a uh, such a great I, I love your um, your takes. You always say things that make me think. I love it. So and how about Twitter? How can people find you on Twitter? Uh Janelle 12. That's my handle. That's J A N N E L L E and 12. That's, that was one of my um, Jersey numbers when I was, when I used to play. What position did you play? I was a three. Oh, like that's such a needed, like, I don't know in the women's game is the, is the three needed as much as it is in the men's game? Because if like, you're a man who plays the three, like decently, like you're so, so useful. And since the women's game is more or less about skill, mm. it's, it's about the guards, you know, okay. um, I'm a four, I was a forward, but, uh, I, I should have been a two really because I, I could shoot. Nice. You know, you can't tell some coaches anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sasha, how about you? You want to tell folks what you're working on, how they can find you on social? Um, I uh, am working for the athletic, so uh, support the athletic 90 day free trial. 
I work for the Blazers podcast, Jason Quick, who is awesome. And he's just like, he he's the kind of guy you say one thing to him. All you need to do is just pitch to him and he will hit a whole home run. He has absorbed every single detail that has ever happened in front of him in the Blazers locker room at games, everything. He's super knowledgeable. He's great from the Rose Garden. Uh, all my social media is click locked. So um, you, have to, you have to just be okay with that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> Let's see. Well, you can find me at TCB Biggs on Twitter. You can find the Blazers Edge podcast in any other, or you can find the what podcast on the Blazers Edge podcast feed wherever you get your podcast. You can find the um, BlazersEdge.com. Cassidy, do you want to take us out of here? Yeah, we love your email. So send us an email with your icebreaker ideas, which mascot you think we got wrong and which mascot is the most fascinating to you. Our email is hoopsandtalks at gmail.com. You can find me at Cassidy Gemmett on Twitter. And until next time, I want to hear all your mascot opinions. So tweet at me. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. I can't everyone. wait to see you on stage at the mascot. <laughs> Award. Please hire me, NBA. <laughs> <laughs>